0: I am Plant on the Line in Vancouver, British Columbia at thecommentary.ca. Derek Chan joins me again. He is the playwright and performer of Happy Valley, a solo interdisciplinary performance that opens this week, Thursday, the 25th of May, at the Firehall Arts Center, running to June 4th. The performance piece dissects the historic, political, and cultural context surrounding Hong Kong's current democratic struggles. This is a follow-up to Derek's theatrical installation, Yellow Objects, which was also staged at the Firehall Arts Center and which uh, Derek first appeared on the program with in 2021. We continue the conversation, as it were, as he tells us about Happy Valley and look at the contemporary political situation with China and Hong Kong and China with Canada as well. The show's director is Angela McPantai and Heidi Taylor, the dramaturge. Visit firehallartscenter.ca for tickets and information and com. We uh, spoke about a week and a half ago. Please uh, welcome back to the Plant Online Program, Derek Chan. Mr. Chan, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. Um, th- the name of the show, Happy Valley, where does that come from?
1: So Happy Valley, I picked this for the name of the show, is uh, in reference to to a particular location in Hong Kong. Happy Valley is where a race course uh, was, and uh-huh. um, it was also the location of a pro-democracy concert that took place in 1989 uh, in support of the the folks in Tiananmen, actually.
0: Yeah, and um, it's a nice name, I guess. So it's a historic name, obviously. It's, it's, it's got many connotations. Um, it is,
1: Um Fun fact: I was writing this, and then a something that I learned about Happy uh-huh. Valley is that it used to be built. Uh, it was something I learned about Happy Valley is that it was built by the British soldiers uh, when they first came and occupied Hong Kong, mm-hmm. um, and uh, a lot of them got sick and and died, and uh, that's where they were buried. Um, so you know, the British being British, so they named it Happy Valley um, as a as a burial ground, I suppose, and then eventually they build a race course on top of that, and the name stuck.
0: Mm. Um, yeah. so, so this show uh, it involves uh, text, song, multimedia, music. Um, yes. what, what is it that people will see when they go to the fire hall?
1: Mm, when they enter the fire hall, they will see a space that is reminiscent of a lift work artist studio, Kind of like my kind of like my apartment.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> there are different areas. You know, there's a, there's a piano. There's a microwave with a kettle. You know, when I need to eat and have a cup of tea. Um, and uh, there're scripts, uh, old scripts, pages everywhere. As a metaphor for this story never ends. This story is being told over and over again. Not just by me, but by many other people. And that's our hope.
0: Yeah, and and so so it looks at the the, the struggle the, the, for for democracy in Hong Kong, and and we talked two years ago when um, uh, yeah. your your last production was at the yeah. fire hall. Um, it it seems um, just looking at these things, you know, reading the paper and and watching the news as one does, that, that it mm-hmm. seems worse than, now than it was two years ago when we last spoke. I mean, it does feel like that for for a lot of people, doesn't it?
1: it definitely does feel like it's worse than two years ago in Hong Kong these days. Actually, not just Hong Kong, but everywhere else, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, and and how this project, Happy Valley, is different from the previous one, Yellow Objects, is really centered around how my relationship has changed towards, towards my history with Hong Kong, towards my distance from Hong Kong, and um, towards my, my emotions and, and my love for Hong Kong and that desire to to question where and how do we rebuild this Hong Kong in my or our collective memories uh-huh. that, that we love so much
0: yeah would you talk to me Derek, about about your relationship and how that's changed I mean um, yeah. does it feel um, you know, being being in Canada, I guess, does it? Does it I mean, it, it, there is a distance physically. Um, there is obviously a distance from the, the Hong Kong that you'd like to see, I guess, as well, right? And and there is
1: and, such a big distance.
0: And yeah. how does art, say, bridge that gap?
1: I think that to bridge that distance for for folks like me, I suppose, I've thought Hong Kong a good. 20 years ago, almost. Mm-hmm. So that's been half of my life. Um, and for folks like me, who who has a really strong emotional and and memory and um, childhood connection, um, our formative year connection to Hong Kong and art and storytelling is is here for us to to reflect, to remember, and yeah, to reminisce a little bit. But then also to think about. Um, Things have changed because the Hong Kong now obviously is not the Hong Kong that I remember. In so many sense, politically, even even personally, a lot of my friends are different um, or moved away. Even the Cantonese language is different. Like I've got friends yeah. who who tell me that like, hey, Derek, the Cantonese is uh, old 90s, <laughs> and I said, yeah, because that's, that's when I grew up. Yeah. And um, so so all of this is in a way processing, understanding, and then, in a way, find maybe attempting to find a way to come to terms with change.
0: Yeah. And and so, see, that, that's the thing that strikes me as I'm reading about Happy Valley. It's not just, say, nostalgia for, for what was. Um, no. You're, you're actually thinking of the future and what it'll be like for, 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 for not just you in the future, but, but future generations as well. I mean, that's important to you, isn't it?
1: important to to think about the future especially in in situations like this um, because because however we look at this however we approach this time is going to move forward things are going to change and it is up to us to decide or to try to influence how things are changed and and to to, like I was saying, to rebuild or reconstruct a Hong Kong that we remember, a Hong Kong that we love, a Hong Kong that we hope to see. Um, a lot of it is not just my generation, right? It, it, it's, it's stewardship. It's keeping the story alive, even just keeping the spirit alive. We all have such different angles of approach to Hong Kong, to politics, to everything. And, and of course, there's such nuance even within the Hong Kong um, diaspora. Sure. So, so ultimately all, I guess all I can do from my point of view is that, um, to keep telling this story through my lens and then hopefully that will make other people keep thinking or remember, oh right, what about my angle to Hong Kong? What about my relationship to Hong Kong? and then the next generation to encourage them to keep telling the story in the way that they want to tell
0: it. Is democracy, is that um, the necessity for democracy, I should say, Derek, is is that key to um, how um, you'd like to see the future of Hong Kong? I mean, democracy itself is being challenged by, say, uh, the Chinese regime. Um, Yes. So how how do we... um, Say say keep democracy there. I mean, when it's it's being challenged as it is.
1: Yeah, democracy is an absolute necessity anywhere. Honestly, anywhere. And and funny story. Um, I have I myself have never participated in meaningful democracy until uh, last year. I was thirty six. Um, my first time voting was actually for um the Vancouver city election. Really? Um, I finally got my citizenship. Uh-huh. Yeah, 36 years and I left Hong Kong when I was 16, so uh-huh. I never was old enough to participate in whatever version of quote-unquote democracy that 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 was going on there. And how how to how to keep that alive? How to keep that democracy alive in whatever form I don't know. Right yeah. now, right now, today, this moment, it looks really difficult.
0: Yeah, and not, it not just really in yeah, not just in Hong Kong. I mean, we're we're, no, we're no. struggling with it here. We're, we're, we look yeah. to our friends in the United States, and and um, you know, in, yeah. in Western democracies, it, it, it's quite a challenge, isn't it?
1: It is. It is such a challenge, and 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 all I can offer today at this point is really, it's really. <laughs> So much of it is is, is about media literacy, right? Mm, Um, Understanding sources and and kind of uh, multiple sources and understanding who the sources are and understanding what they're actually saying um, between the lines behind the words and then also on the surface, kind of cross-referencing everybody and see whether whether things are factual and accurate. and, And that is really important.
0: Yeah, and art does play a big role in, in, in that, doesn't it? I mean, you, I, you know, it, it is a theater piece, but it is something that um, uh, will trigger something in the audience. At least that's what we hope, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. You're right. That's the hope of of making art and sharing art, is that we are, in a way, we're just a conversation starter. Um, uh, we we pose questions, we attempt to answer them, but... But for me, the real work really takes place in after the show, in the lobby, on the streets, at home, on your computer, on your phones. Um, what we do about what we just saw emotionally and, and also in action. What can we do after that?
0: You know, Derek, I was looking at the notes from our, our conversation two years ago uh, when um, Yellow Objects was about to open at the fire hall. And, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about the struggle of Hong Kong. Uh, with China especially. And then, then I'm thinking two years later, here we are in Canada, and, and the rise of China's influence in Canada especially, that's something that a lot of people are talking about. Um, yeah. I guess it's something, I don't know, that, that that I didn't foresee at the time two years ago, but but uh, probably you and your work, um, I guess you were warning us, weren't you? I was a
1: little bit, yeah. Um, cautioning all of us about the the, the Chinese um, Communist Party's influence in Hong Kong and elsewhere, um, but 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 I I guess I I wouldn't I wouldn't claim to 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 have like that strong of a foresight. It's, yeah. a lot of it for me is is, is almost subconscious. Um, I grew up with it, you know. I grew up in the late '80s, early '90s, before ni- before '97, before the handover. Yeah. So, even as a child, I would hear, "Oh, wow, this friend moved away, that friend moved away, and like, oh, auntie this moved away, and, and uncle that moved away." And I was like, "Why? Oh, '97, you know, the, yeah. China's going to take Hong Kong." So, it's a lot of this is is ingrained in me almost to go, "Oh, right," and then and look at, "Oh, right, China has been investing in." in such and such country, and, and oh, China is, um, uh, has a hand in this company, that company, that corporation, and this tech, that tech, and and certain people as well. And then, and and it is it is alarming um, uh, how how intertwined things have become, and yeah. it's going to be it's going to be very challenging. Um, to metaphorically get out of the situation or move forward from mm, the situation, yeah. so we should—we absolutely should.
0: So. Yeah, and these are things we should talk about, and 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 not just when we watch the news or read the paper. Uh, we should go to shows like Happy Valley and and understand these things, because it it does yeah. seem when we when we think of what's happening in in the political world, if you will, um, and just thinking of the last two years that we've lived through. It doesn't seem like it's going to get better. It seems like it's going to get worse before it gets better, if you will.
1: Oh, I do think that it probably will get worse in quite a few ways before yeah. it gets better. But somebody, once, more than one people, actually, um, a couple of my friends and mentors have all told me different versions of, you know what, we're we're doing this like you mentioned earlier for the next generation. Mm-hmm. Um, or the or the one after. I, I also said that during Yellow Objects, right? Yeah. It's not it's not just for me, it's for the ones who come after. Um, you know, and, and, and thinking of you know, Chinese influence, it, it's it's really the, the, the politicians and and so often it's not the it's not general, general public. It's not the day to day people, yeah. right? And and I think that's that's an important thing to understand. Um, when we navigate topics like that, too, so that we can have a level-headed conversation
0: with people. So I went to the Fire Hall's website um, last Mm -hmm. night in preparing for a chat, and and there's a quote from you on the page where um, you can get tickets for for, um, Happy Valley, and it it says, listen with compassion. And um, I I was so struck by that because I interview people, and uh, I'm always asked about how to ask a question, and I said the, the, the key um, the, the goal, the the lesson is listening. It's not asking the question. Um, it, it's listening to the answers. Um, well, why does that uh, phrase for you, listen with compassion, why is that so important for you? I mean, um, especially in a time where, where there's so much going on, so much talk that's going on. Um, I was kind of wondering, do we listen to everything? I mean, do, do, do we engage with, with things that we know are, are untrue or, or bad for us?
1: Listening with compassion for me means to, first and foremost, with compassion to yourself, Mm -hmm. to understand that our hearts want to care about so many things in the world. We're all humans. We all have so much. Hope and love, even though it doesn't feel like it at times. I'm also saying this to myself today right now. Um, <laughs> um, but also to understand that our hearts can only hold so much. So to to part of your question, we don't have to engage with every single thing. We don't have to engage 24-7. Um, it's It's about... It's about taking care of yourself, but then also understanding that um, there are different ways to engage. Um, engaging can mean direct conversation. Engaging can mean research. Engaging can mean actively um, uh, actively taking care of your needs um, in, in, in your capacity to engage first um and and no no if something that's blatantly untrue then then if I have the capacity then the curious mind inside me would go oh how did that piece of untrue information get to become this thing yeah um uh, what <laughs> essentially what went wrong yeah. um and then but but for me that's um that's that's more of a rational, logical curiosity, and uh, uh, rather than a emotional response to, for example, more directly kind of Hong Kong things or things that things that live within the body or the family and things like that.
0: Derek, it's nice talking again. Although um, yeah. I, I hope uh, the next time we talk, it isn't as bleak in the world as. <laughs> as it always ends up being. But uh, break a leg, as I say, I know a lot of people look forward to seeing Happy Valley at the the Fire Hall. Thanks for your time today.
1: Thank you so much. i have to see you at the show.
0: The website for more is at firehallartcenter.ca and brysonbeanstheatre.com. Derek Chan, the playwright and performer of Happy Valley, join me on the line from here in Vancouver. I'm Joseph Planta.